Welcome back to Table Talk for Moms. Today, I wanted to talk about confidence. And before you completely write it off and you're like, I'm not confident or I'm already confident enough, I'm going to tell you a little bit about why confidence is so important for women and girls, especially. So to all my moms out there and to all my moms with girls out there, this one is especially for you. So a few years ago, I want to say maybe 2015, there was a commercial that always like the the sanitary napkin brand, <laughs> um, they put out a commercial and in it, they had, they were like interviewing a bunch of people like, and it was like a wide shot with like, you could see the whole camera crew. So you could tell they were like interviewing and bringing people in and they were asking them questions and they brought in people all ages, um, young, old, male, female. And they asked them the question, okay, run like a girl. And they like, would like pretend to run really slow or with their arms kind of like flailing. And then they asked them now fight like a girl and the girls would like, even the girls and like they had grown adult men, they had grown adult women, they had younger boys. Um, they would like, Oh, you know, like (laughs) pretend to do it in a way that was, maybe weak, I guess. I'm, this is hard to describe a commercial if you haven't seen it yet. I'm sure you may have. Um, but then at the end of the commercial, they brought in all of these young girls that were probably 10 and under, and they asked them the same questions. Show us how you run like a girl. And these young girls run as fast as they could, like give it their complete all. Like you could tell they were really trying. And then they asked them to fight like a girl. And these girls would get like so hyped up and they would do their best. Right. And it was really interesting to see the difference between these young girls to the teenage girls that they had interviewed that had somehow all of a sudden taken that exact same phrase and exact same question of run like a girl or fight like a girl and completely turned it in to something else. And I still like, I cannot watch that commercial, which sounds so dumb, but I can't watch that commercial without completely tearing up because it's so sad to watch this difference. Anyway, the extended version of the commercial goes back and asks um, the teenage girls that had been asked, like, okay, run like a girl and had like flailed their arms and stuff. Um, They asked them, do you want to try it again? And like, it was so like heart wrenching to see because they showed these teenage girls the videos of the younger girls running and then asked them if they wanted to try again. And you could see like, them realizing, oh my gosh, like when did being a girl turn into a bad thing? When did doing something like a girl turn into something that's negative or frowned upon? Um, 
And then they ended the commercial, the extended version. Now we're, we're really in deep here. But they ended that extended version with a girl that was maybe like a young adult. And she summed it up so well. And she's like, yeah, I am going to run like a girl because I am a girl. And I'm going to wake up like a girl because I am a girl. And I'm going to fight like a girl because I am a girl. When did that become a bad thing? And it just is so powerful because somewhere between those young girls and those teenagers, there is a huge disconnect and there is a huge shift in their confidence. And I'm not saying that it stays, but for a lot of women, that confidence, it never comes back. Uh, There was a study done um, I'm trying to remember their names, Caddy Kay and Claire Shipman, I believe. Um, they wrote a book, it's called The Confidence Code, but there was a study done where there was this phenomenon that they discovered called the confidence gap. And that confidence gap is when between the ages of eight and 14, girls lose 30% of their confidence. And like it fit, I know it was like a scripted commercial, but like it made sense to me. I was like, I have seen this so many times. And actually I asked on Instagram, oh, it was months ago, but I asked, cause I was curious after reading about this study, um, if any, it was just on my personal Instagram account. So it's got like a few thousand people on there. Right. And so I asked if anybody, if any women had experienced this phenomenon, this confidence gap, do they felt like between the ages of eight to 14, they lost confidence? There were hundreds of women who voted. 95% of them said yes. And the other 5% said they wanted to just see the results. This is a real thing. It happens. And unfortunately, a lot of those girls turn into teenagers. This was part of the study. A lot of these young girls, ages 8 to 14, then turn into teenagers who struggle with perfection. They did like a nationwide study on teen girls who had experienced this confidence gap, who then reported over 50% of them struggled on a daily basis with trying to be perfect. And it's just like, these teens have so much to worry about. And to have that kind of confidence missing is, it can be dangerous almost. Like, I don't want to be like fear mongering here, right? But like, it is so important for these young girls to have that confidence The other thing that the study goes on to highlight was how this lost confidence continues on or can continue on well beyond those years. Um, I feel like it's a pretty common statistic that is shared, but women who want to apply for a job will only apply for a job most of the time if they meet 100% of the qualifications. Whereas men who are applying for jobs will apply if they meet just 60% 
of the qualifications. Sometimes I think about this confidence gap and I think, what what would the world look like? What would our society look like if these young girls did not lose their confidence and they kept that confidence? And what would they do, right? Like they'd apply to the schools. They'd try out for those teams. They would, they would focus less on trying to fit in maybe and focus more on on being who they are. So one thing that I wanted to point out is that in this study, they talked about what confidence is. And a lot of the time, like, I get it. You put on some new clothes and you get a haircut, maybe a blowout, right? Like, obviously it boosts your confidence a little, but that's not actually what confidence is. Confidence is not what you look like or what you wear. It absolutely has nothing to do with that because even if your confidence is boosted with a new haircut and a new outfit, like what happens when your hair grows or you switch your outfit? Like if it's not lasting, it's it's not real confidence. Um, and a lot of the time, we assume that confidence is like the loudest person in the room, right? Or how well-spoken somebody is. Obviously they're confident, but that that's not true either. Just because somebody is loud or well-spoken does not necessarily mean that they're confident. And the last thing that confidence is not is it's not what other people think of you, right? Like if you place your confidence in somebody else's perception of you, again, it's like that new hairdo or those new clothes, like it's fleeting because that person's opinion of you can change at any time. Confidence is, is so much more than that. It's, it's trust in yourself and in your qualities. It's almost like a quiet inner knowledge, maybe that you're worthy and you're capable right now, today, just as you are, no matter what you're wearing, no matter who your friends are, no matter what they think of you, your your confidence doesn't change with what you wear. It, it comes from inside of you. Um, one thing that I think is really important though is, and one thing that they highlighted in this study that I thought was so cool is that you can learn to be more confident. So if you're sitting here and you're like, oh my gosh, I am a mom to young girls. Like that was me. I have, I have two daughters. And so obviously this, I was like panicking. I was like, oh my gosh, am I confident enough? Am I not confident enough? How do I make sure that they are confident? Like, how do I make sure that I'm being confident? Because I feel like too, a lot of the time, um, people mistake confidence and arrogance. They're like, oh, I, I don't want to seem too confident because then I'll come off as arrogant. That's not what confidence is either. Like we can add that to the list of what confidence is not. It's not arrogance. It's not overestimating your abilities, but it, it's it's confidence and like a deep knowing that it's like, hey, no, like I got this. I can do this. I am capable, Right. 
but there are a few things that you can do to increase confidence that they talked about that I wanted to highlight here and share a few uh, stories with you. Um, The first one, and this one felt super counterintuitive, but stay with me. Take risks. That is like one of the biggest things that you can do or let your children do to help them grow. And I'm first time I was learning about this, I was like, no way. Like, absolutely not. I don't know. I feel like it's just like wired into you as a mother. Like you want to make sure that like nothing bad happens to your kids ever, right? Like you don't want them to get cut from the team. You don't want their feelings to get hurt. You don't want them to be seen as like that kid in school, right? But if you're not allowing your kids to have these growth experiences, you are hurting their confidence, which I had never connected the two. But when we take away those opportunities for growth, we're taking away their confidence that they could potentially build. Um, So encourage your girls, especially to get out of their comfort zone. Um, A few months ago, I decided because I am done having kids. And so I was like, well, what am I doing now? Um, And I talked with my husband and we decided that now is a good time for me to go back to school and to get my master's. Um, It's been something that I've always wanted to do. And I thought maybe in like 10 years from now, but things just kind of fell into place and the timing worked out. And so I decided to start applying to schools. Um, It was terrifying. Talk about getting out of your comfort zone. I am going to be in school with like 20 year olds and I'm a mom with five kids. Like I do not fit the mold (laughs) you could say. And so I felt almost dumb or kind of embarrassed, but I knew and with the encouragement of my husband and my therapist (laughs) that this would be a really good thing for me and that it would 1000% take me outside of my comfort zone. And when I hit submit on that application, like I can't even begin to tell you, like I felt like even just hitting submit, like my confidence increased just trying it, just putting myself out there because then it was like, Hey, if they don't want me, that's fine. I can handle that. But I actually tried. I took that risk and it was so cool to see and to feel that. And if you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to apply for a master's program. No, that, if that's not your thing, don't worry about it. Like everybody's got their own thing, but start small, like take small risks or encourage your kids to take small risks. Invite a new friend to do something. I know we've got some episodes about, you know, making friends as a mom, like it can be really hard and it can be really scary, but take those risks, get out of your comfort zone. Um, try a new recipe. I've got a great website for that. Six sister stuff, right? (laughs) Try something new, push those boundaries and that will help your confidence grow. Obviously not every time that you try something, is it going to work out, right? Like 
you're going to fail. You're going to try something, you're going to take some risks, and it is not going to be successful 100% of the time. So the second thing that you can do to build confidence is to get comfortable with failure. You have to learn how to fail, right? Um, We talked about this in a few other episodes because we love her, Um, but Jamie Curran Lima, right? Founder of It Cosmetics, huge beauty brand, started it in her apartment with her husband as a newly graduated student and built it up to a billion dollar company. It sold to L'Oreal for $1.2 billion. And then she became L'Oreal's first female CEO in its 100-year history. But she did that because she learned to fail over and over and over again. Um, She has a book. It's called Believe It. It's actually really, it's a great book. Um, But she talks about her journey and how she had to get comfortable every single time somebody said no. Every single time somebody rejected her. Every time somebody was like, you'll never fit in here. You don't fit the mold. But she had such great confidence, inner confidence in herself, in her abilities, in her product, that she was able to keep going despite all of those failures. So when you fail, because it's going to happen, right? Like, I'm sorry, nobody is batting a thousand, even in baseball, right? I don't know if there are many sports fanatics out there, but it's like the best hitters in the league are batting at like 0.33, right? Or something around there, like out of a thousand, like it is completely wrong to think you're going to hit a hundred percent of the pitches that you get. Michael Jordan did not win every single basketball game that he ever played. But he learned to fail and he learned what to do after he failed. Um, Some things that they talk about is that when you fail, there's like a sequence of things. And I feel like this has been very like true to my own life is that the first thing you do is take a break. I remember when I was in ninth grade. Oh, my little ninth grade heart still gets sad about it. Um, I ran for student government and I lost like so miserably and I was so devastated I remember coming home and like I didn't even make it inside I just like sat down or like leaned on one of the cars in our garage and my mom like came out into the garage and saw me sitting there like crying and knew I didn't make it and like oh it's been like 16 years and it still feels so fresh (laughs) but the first thing you can do when you fail is feel the failure like it's not going to immediately get better and just know like it's okay to take a break it's okay to put on a rom-com and eat a pint of ben and jerry's like it's okay to sit and wallow a little bit but don't live there right um give yourself some time but then you got to pick yourself up um one thing that i really love to do somebody mentioned this to me i can't remember if it was a therapist or a book that i read but um They said, look at your life from a 30,000 foot view. So if you were to like 
go up in an airplane or a time machine or whatever you want to call it. Look at your life from way up high and look at everything that has happened leading up to this moment and everything that could potentially happen in the future of what's coming. And where you're at right now is such a small moment in time. That failure is such a small moment. So if you can have that perspective, it will help when you fail so that you can also make a plan. Like what can you learn from that failure, right? Um, big Taylor Swift fan, obviously. I think she is an incredibly gifted musician. But in one of her recent speeches that she gave, she won a huge award at the iHeartRadio award show. Um, but she said, I want everyone to know, especially young people, that the hundreds and thousands of dumb ideas that I had led me to my good ideas. You have to give yourself permission to fail. I try as hard as I can not to fail because it's embarrassing, but I give myself permission to. And I read that quote because I loved it so much. It is sitting on my wall because if someone who is as brilliant and as successful as Taylor Swift can sit there and talk about the thousands of dumb ideas that she's had, and the failures that she's had, like we can be confident. We can put ourselves out there. We can also teach our girls or boys <laughs> to do the same thing that fail, failure's okay. And when we learn to fail, that will help us grow like that. And that the failure in and of itself will also lead to us gaining more confidence. Um, so instead of being quick to shut down those failures and to like make them go away or to make sure that our kids never experience those failures, we need them. Like we need them to help us grow and to help us gain that confidence. Um, and the last thing, the third thing you can do to help build confidence um, is to train your brain. I know we've had a few other episodes kind of dabbling into this, but one of the really greatest things, and I think I said this earlier, is that confidence can be learned. Um, the, the study that dove into confidence um, showed that even if you weren't born confident, um, there's about 50% of confidence that comes from just what can be learned. So it's no excuse to be like, I can't be confident. I don't know how. Well, guess what? You can totally learn how to do it. Um, <laughs> besides getting comfortable with failure and um, taking risks, a few other things that can help you be confident, especially um, they listed these as like really, really helpful for young girls is to almost turn um, failures or situations into a game. Um, one of them they called the maybe game. So it was like, maybe if you um, tripped on your way uh, to go to the front of the class, right? Well, maybe nobody saw because everybody was on their phones. Or maybe they're all going to forget about it the next time somebody trips on their way into school with a drink. Like, helping 
your child or even yourself to reframe that thought to maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was, right? Um, Similarly, you can encourage your kids or yourself to do like worst case scenario situations like, okay, well, I tripped on my way up, but good thing I wasn't wearing like a dress today, right? It could have been worse. Um, But using those kinds of tactics can help when you or your kids are in those, like in the really bad part after a failure, um, it can help them like bolster their confidence until they can try again. Like it can help them get to a better place where they do even want to try again. Um, and I also think something that's really powerful to remember is that you are not your thoughts and your thoughts are not always true. Um, <laughs> right. Sometimes, especially when you are in that sleep deprived mode, or if you have been triggered by a child, it's helpful to remember like, okay, I am not my thoughts. My thoughts aren't always true and I can learn from this. I can be confident. Um, one of the other really interesting things that they brought up that I wanted to share um, in this confidence study, uh, they talked about how important role models are um, for children girls especially, the number one predictor of a young girl's confidence is the confidence of her mother. And let me tell you this, the way that you talk to yourself and about yourself, your daughter is listening. So don't let it be a voice of criticism or a cruelty. I feel like sometimes we have the biggest problem with saying things out loud that you would never in a million years say to your child, but we say them to ourselves and they hear us. Those things will become the way that they speak to themselves. Those thoughts, those things that you share about yourself in the mirror, in the dressing room, whatever they are, that will be how your daughter speaks to herself. So let it be a voice of compassion, right? Like, and I know that it is so much easier said than done, but our our daughters are listening. Even when we think they're not, they're picking up on those cues. Like, talk about the things that your body can do, not about the things that it's not. Don't compare yourself to others, especially in front of your kids because they will hear it. They need their moms. These girls need you as a role model to be confident in who you are, in your capabilities, not what you look like, not what size of jeans you wear, not what number you wear on a scale. That has nothing to do with confidence, not at all. But how you feel about yourself, how you carry yourself, these girls need good role models and, and you are key to that. I think one thing too, um, even as adults, as adult women, like you need other women that you can look up to. And I'm not talking about just on social media. There can be 
great people that you find on social media, but a lot of the time, social media is such a facade that it can be difficult finding a, a good role model who who won't let you down. I don't know how else to say that. That sounds so jaded and so sad, but I'm just, find real women in your life that you know personally, whether that's through your community, through um through your church congregation, through, through your child's school, like find role models that you can look to. Maybe it's somebody at the company you work for, or honestly, like there are a lot of, of really great women who, um, have started nonprofit organizations. Like there are lots of ways that even we as as adults can find role models to help us learn to be more confident and more comfortable with ourselves. I think confidence and being comfortable with yourself kind of go hand in hand. Um, so look for women who are, are comfortable being themselves in real life. Because honestly, like when we are more confident, think of all of the things that, that have been accomplished. Like all the women that are making a huge difference. Okay. One thing I love, um, that I've seen in Utah and I know that this is nationwide, but I just really love this example. So I'm bringing it up. Um, there is an organization called the policy project and they have been working to change the legislation in Utah. And I think now even in surrounding States to get free period products in schools all over Utah. Um, there is a huge, uh, problem with, uh, young girls, especially in like K through 12 or, I guess a little bit older than that, right? Third grade through 12, missing school because they don't have period products. Um, period poverty is like a real thing. And it is so sad to watch these girls who miss school because they legitimately are just girls because it's a natural thing that happens every month. So this group of women, and they've partnered with... Um, girls who are in high school and junior high to literally change the policies and legislation in the state of Utah to get free period products in every public school. Um, the bill passed and by the end of like, I'm probably wrong here and I'm probably, I probably missed so much of the story, but um, <laughs> by the end of 2024 or something like that, there will be free period products all over the county or all over the state. This is what happens when women are confident, when they start that organization, when they take the class, when they join the club, when they speak out, when they reach out so many cool things can happen when women are more confident about their capabilities and about what they can do. This is why confidence is so important. That, that gap, that eight to 14 gap. Sure. 
Is it probably going to happen? Yes. But we don't have to let, let them stay there. We can help bolster their confidence. We can help build it back up. And if you are sitting here thinking, okay, that was me and I never got it back. I never got that confidence back. It's time. It's time to start taking risks. It's time to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Because we need more confident women in the world doing things that they are passionate about and that can help so many other people. I know you can do it. I believe in you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Table Talk for Moms podcast this week. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and a review, let us know what you thought of this episode. I know it's a little bit different, um, but let us know what you thought of it. We would really appreciate it. And to continue this conversation, you can also find us on Instagram at Table Talk for Moms. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.